guys, I'm Lizzie. And I'm Tiana, and you're listening to What Next. Hi guys, and welcome back to What's Next podcast. This is episode two. Today we're talking about true crime and artificial intelligence. So basically we just want to discuss if it will help in the future and also like get some feedback at the end from you guys and see what you think about what we've discussed. Because no one contributed last time. You all suck. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just joking. We had a couple of contributors, but no questions. So I'm just going to take that everyone agrees with us about our previous theories. Yeah, I mean, we got some pretty good feedback. So yeah, and good suggestions too for um for this one and all the future ones. Definitely. So first up, we want to talk about not ASMR. Sorry, I'm just, I couldn't help myself. We're recording on real studio mics, like radio mics. So if the quality's improved, which hopefully it has, if I've done everything I'm supposed to, <laughs> you'll hear that in HD quality. The and it's just so tempting to just. We don't like ASMR. <laughs> this is not that. Fine. Okay. In today's podcast, we're looking at we're going to look at Madeline McCann. Um, William Tyrrell and Ivan Milat, they're the three cases we're going to talk about. And then we're going to link them to future through the use of AI and relevant, how it'll be useful, some of the cons and that sort of stuff. So we'll just, let's just get straight into it. First of all, we're going to talk about Madeleine McCann and I'm going to assume we all know about her, but here's a tiny bit of background. So Madeleine McCann was a three-year-old girl who completely vanished while on horror. Holiday. Holiday. <laughs> While on holiday with her family in Portugal in 2007, she disappeared from her bed in the resort after her parents, Kate and Jerry, left her and her younger siblings to. So Lizzie started reading this sentence and she couldn't, so I'm going to finish it. She disappeared from her bed in the resort after her parents, Kate and Jerry, left her and her younger siblings asleep. So they went to have dinner with some friends in a restaurant that was only 55 metres away. So her parents were checking on the, like their children throughout the evening. They were going back and forth. Apparently they were going every 15 to 20 minutes. And then her mother found her missing at 10 p.m. Getting straight into AI theories. Do we think that artificial intelligence, facial identification would have helped? I think in the past, like not in the past, like in the past as in in 2007 when she first went missing, yes, because they don't have to sit there with a sketch artist and go, who was this man? He looked like this, 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 like the guy that was seen carrying a small child that they thought was her. So any like suspects, they don't have to sit there and go, okay, my witness says he looked like brown hair, blue eyes, tall build, whatever. But when we talk about now and how they're still looking for her, I think that it's kind of not useful because she was four, was it she was four? She three. Was three, yeah. When she vanished and now she'd be a teenager and yeah, she's going to look changed. completely different. So any suspects, I would say, yeah, it, like the whole timeline probably would look the same. Most adults don't tend to change too much over the course of their later years. But as a child to a teenager, she definitely would have changed big time. Yeah, 100%. I mean, at the time when this happened, they could have easily found this man through the facial recognition. They could have followed his tracks 100%. And, and found him. But now down the track, you're right, I don't think it would work if it has been this long. 
I mean, this is pretty straightforward. It, it, it recognizes you. Yeah. They tell you. But is it like logged into a system? Like how does it, how do you think, like does the government like scan everyone? Like how would it work? Yeah, you would think that if it's being used for just crime purposes, that it would go to a police department, a detective department, not so much a um, like actual government department. So they couldn't be using our faces for, you know, whatever may arise. It would be going straight to detectives. Yeah. Okay. No, and I haven't. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is interesting. There'd be a lot of things about it as well, like with uh, auditing and how long do you keep the footage for before you destroy it? Yeah, that's true. Especially because there's going to be so much worldwide if it was ever implemented. I re- I still, I, I think it would have helped at that point. But like, because it's been going on for what, 12 years, I think it was? Yeah. I don't so think long. like there's no like it would not benefit them at all right now. Yeah. Okay, so we'll move on to a case that a little bit similar in it being a, a child, child who's disappeared. Uh William Tyrell. So the background of this one is that William Tyrell is an Australian boy who disappeared from his foster grandmother's house in Kendall in New South Wales in 2014 at the age of 3. He was wearing a Spider-Man costume at the time of the disappearance and was playing hide-and-seek with his older sister. After his mum went inside to make a cup of tea and hadn't heard her son make a noise in five minutes, she was worried. They searched the house and yard and after 30 minutes called triple zero to report him missing. It is believed he was abducted. Okay, so despite extensive investigations, four years later, so 2019 now, um, William Tyrrell has still not been found or his abductor abductors identified. In September 2016, um, they offered million-dollar reward for the recovery of the child and it didn't require arrest or charging or conviction of the person or people involved. So despite all of these efforts by the police and forensic testing, there was um, no traces of William or any leads in his dis- disappearance and they're still yet to conclude what actually happened to him. For this one, we want to talk about a different type of technology, uh, microchipping. So imagine that like people in the future get microchipped so that they don't have to have a birth certificate all I keep thinking of is your microchip, pets. your pets. <laughs> it's like it's like your child is like a little dog. Like, come in, Lizzie. <laughs> Good oh, yeah. girl. My niece and nephew are definitely my pets. No one. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if we were to microchip children as they're born and adults at that time, would that help to identify who was in the area at the time? Like, assuming that these microchips also had tracking devices in them. It, de- it depends on how the microchip would work. If it's like a live thing where it just shows you as you move place to place, but it doesn't track where you've been, it could be tricky. But it could still be useful, like, in the sense that they could track the kid and know where he is at the time, but they wouldn't know who took him, obviously. If it's, like... This remind, It makes me think of um, that app, Find My iPhone, or like Find Friends. Yes, yes. And how you can track where someone is. And I think I think this is smart. I think it makes sense. It's 
microchipping your dog though is actually nothing like this because it just tells you the address and the owner yeah definitely Um, completely different but if it's something similar to the technology that's in the phone like the gps tracking i think it would make sense because you would know at least that he's alive until that tracking goes away because you you can't turn it off and then at least they would have some sort of a lead to get to where he is or she you could see where like who's with them you wouldn't just be looking at Oh, they are here. You would be saying, all right, these people are there as well. The only other thing I can think of is what if people were going out with malice and removing their own microchip so they couldn't be tracked if they took this other person and removed theirs as well? I mean, there'd be ways to get around that. I don't know how they microchip a pet, but I, I was under the impression that it was like a syringe with like a fluid or something, like not an actual like... It is, yeah. Centimetre by centimetre chip. Yeah, it's not an actual chip. It's tiny. tiny. Yeah, so it was that small. Like, there's no way that someone's going to go, it's right here on my left finger between my knuckle and my thumb. Like, do do you know what I mean? And then, like, they can't get it out. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you could get... I feel like that's not a worry. Well, then, you could. (laughs) You could. um, One of my friends has that implant on rod. Yeah. I don't know. In case anyone doesn't know, it's like a female thing that you get instead of the pill. Anyway, what they do is they like cut a little slit in your arm and they put this thing in and they like inject. Do you have one? Yeah. Yeah. They like. I can't show you right now. I'm wearing a long sleeve. I I tried. I believe you. (laughs) But basically, what they do is they cut a little cut in your arm and they like insert this rod in your arm and then they stitch it up or whatever. And but it's so like. You can feel it, that it's in there, but you would never be able to take it out yourself. So if it was along the same lines of that, I feel like not even if you're going for like malicious reasons, you're not going to cut your arm open and risk dying of blood loss or something, would you? Do you think? Didn't, was it Ivan Milat cut off his own ear? Did he? For attention? I thought that was Vincent Van Gogh. Oh yeah, it was Van Gogh. <laughs> and he put it in his arm, didn't he? No, Ivan Milat cut off some part of his body. Oh, it was his finger. It was oh, in jail. Finger in jail with yeah. a plastic knife. Fun fact. Also, another fun fact: he's in jail. Uh, he's in a um, hospital now. Been diagnosed with cancer. He's probably going to die cancer. soon. Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. Well, they said if he wasn't going to die in hospital, he was going to die in jail. So, okay. So, with that being said, segueing into our final person, it is Ivan Milat. Funnily enough, she <laughs> aced it. You go, Tiana. <laughs> Okay, so with Ivan Mulat, we already know about him, but basically what he did is that he was the backpacker murderer. There was a succession of serial killings that took place in New South Wales, Australia between 1989 and 1993 that were committed by Ivan Mulat. There were seven missing people aged between 19 to 22. You know, I'm 22. Me too. Oh, no. I'd be dancing like I'm 22. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. (laughs) I'm literally wearing Taylor Swift merch right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyways, I hate myself, but it's fine. (laughs) There were seven missing people aged between 19 and 22, and their bodies were discovered partially buried in the Belanglo State Forest. I was going to go there once, but my mum wouldn't let me. I've been camping there. Oh, my God. No, I wasn't yeah. going to do that. I was going to go off-roading. Oh, we went with about – there would have been at least 30 of us. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Someone threw a goon bag in the fire 
And as we were going to bed, it exploded. And everyone thought it was a gunshot. I've never <laughs> squealed like such a bitch in my life. <laughs> oh my god! We um, I wanted to go off roading, and we were staying nearby. And we, because Dad had a youth at the time, and we were like, "Yeah, we'll go." And he was like, "See if there's like any sort of track." So I'm looking up, and this this shit pops up. And Mum's like, "No." I was like, "Mum, he's in jail. Like, no, he's not going to come and kill us." Plus. He didn't even kill in the forest. He just buried the bodies there. Mm. And she's like, but his family was like, no. I was like, they're all, it's fine. Anyway, long story short, we weren't allowed to go because she said no. <laughs> and so dad wasn't allowed either. <laughs> the memorial site was so eerie. Oh, like really? the second I got out of the car and saw the memorial site, I got chills throughout my entire body and goosebumps. We yeah, ended up fine. leaving like within a minute. We like quickly yeah. looked at it and then we just left back to the campsite. Oh, that's yeah, it was that's too shit. much. It was too much. Um, oh my god! So anyway, five of these victims were backpackers. The other two were Aussies from Melbourne. He was convicted of the murders on the twenty seventh of July, nineteen ninety six, serving seven consecutive life sentences and eighteen years without parole. So police maintain that he may have been involved in a lot more murders than just that seven. And he was ordered to give evidence at an inquest into the disappearance of three female backpackers in 2001 and something similar in 2003 um, relating to the disappearance of two nurses. And then again in 2005 of another hitchhiker, but no charges like resulted from that. In July 2005, his former lawyer, who had been fired before the murder trial, made a statement on his deathbed, claiming that Malat was assisted by his sister, Shirley, in October of the same year. His final appeal was refused. Yep, so basically he's still in jail, um, but he has been diagnosed with terminal cancer. So he is, I don't know, I think he's still in jail. He's in a medical jail. Yeah, because yeah. I know that they said there was something about a hospital, so I didn't know if he was, like, back and forth or yeah. what it was. But The report I read said that he will never return to – may never return to Goulburn maximum okay. security. Well, I mean, I think – I didn't look a lot into it because we're trying to keep the background short, but apparently his brother also – I don't know if was involved in those or separate murders, but apparently his brother was dodgy too. Yeah, I've heard similar things as well. I actually – Years and years ago, I watched that. There was a series on TV about him, and it showed so much about how his family probably helped him. Oh, really? And they knew he was an evil man, but didn't do anything. Still supported him. Yeah, it's not okay. So, if we think about if both of the above technologies had have been implemented at that time, which we know was absolutely impossible to happen. Yeah. But if there was facial recognition around or microchipping and tracking devices in his victims and himself, do we think that he would have been found sooner? And would have we I found mean, out if his sister was involved? Oh, 100% the tracking you would have known if she was involved. I mean, the thing, the only, I think they would both be useful. But with this particular case and the way that he, he didn't murder, like he murdered them and dumped them. Mm-hmm. So you'd find the bodies, but you might not necessarily find that he did it because say he kills them straight away. Mm-hmm. They weren't reported missing for another two weeks, but he'd already dumped the bodies. They'd find the bodies and go, oh, yep, this is where they are tracking. Mm-hmm. But how would they find him and if know the, it was him? Uh, if the facial recognition was around? 
they would have seen that they were together. They could go back on his um, tracking log to see if he'd been there. True. Like retrace steps, find that they were at the same place. Yeah, it would have prevented a whole lot of death. I think they definitely would have found him guilty of like the first couple. They would have linked it to him a lot sooner, prevented a lot more death, especially the ones where they think he was involved, but they're not certain. I guess those cases are still open or not conclusive. Yeah, I mean, it certainly seems like they're still open cases. I feel like if they had been closed, it would have been in the media somewhere. Yeah, even if it wasn't, they'd be like, oh, it wasn't I from the lap, but it was whoever else. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think the pros and cons are? I think a big, like a big pro, obviously, is it's easier to find a missing person. Just pinpoint where they are with the tracking. And it's easier to incriminate someone that's committed an illegal act. Yeah, it also... I feel like it definitely just increases the safety of citizens. I think I would feel safer knowing that you could quite easily catch somebody. And I feel like people would definitely be deterred from doing these things, knowing that they're being watched so much. Could be like a bit of an invasion of privacy but yeah that's what i was going to say as a con people may not want to be watched all the time there are a lot of people out there who turn off siri and oh yeah don't want you know they don't want um, a google um, home in their house listening to what they're saying yeah face facial detection is too much for them on their phone yeah that's true but i guess if you think about like if you want to turn that con into a pro like it, it's not like someone would be sitting there watching your every move if the like a police or a federal detective detective or something yeah. like if they are th- like police are the only people that have access to be able to watch you it's not like your sister could be like oh where were you today i saw you were on smith street it's not as much of an invasion if it's just a federal officer and they wouldn't be using it unless they're suspicious of something yeah, definitely. So it would only be being used if they were suspecting that you were in the wrong for something and they exactly. wanted to confirm that. Yeah. The other thing, if having a microchip could interfere with other technologies or other technologies could interfere with having a microchip. I know when you walk through the airport security, like mum's put her laptop through there before and it's stuffed up her screen. So like just like little things like that where you wouldn't expect it. What if that affects your GPS tracking somehow and Yeah, and what if something wild happened and you got the wrong microchip put in? Oh, so or like something like so that. So like you got Tiana's and I got Lizzie's for example. Yeah. And like they thought I was doing the wrong thing. Yeah. It's like um have you ever seen Jane the Virgin where they accidentally inseminated <laughs> <laughs> yeah. her? It's kinda like that. But like with people love that. <laughs> Apparently my aunt got switched at birth. What? In the hospital. And um On purpose? No, the nurses didn't realise. And my grandma just looked at her and said, No, that's well, t- looked at the other baby and was like, That's not my child. <laughs> and they she was like, What? And then went and got the right one. <laughs> Um, oh, and then what you said before about people illegally taking or trying to take out the microchips. Well, I don't think that's very likely, but mm-hmm subject to infection or some sort of like really bad life-threatening something or other yeah well i mean if people think that they can take out a microchip then what if they are cutting into their bodies to try and do that clearly it'd be it wouldn't be sanitary it's not like it's an actual procedure yeah and depending how deep it like say it's in your bicep or something not in your bicep like in your that area of your arm you don't know how deep it is what yeah, if exactly. you try to like place play doctors and you, i don't know it'd be dangerous exactly but cutting nerves even 
Well, yeah, you'd lose a lot of um, feeling and stuff. Yeah. So you'd hope that that wouldn't happen. That would definitely be a con. So do you think that it has the potential to be implemented in the future? I think it does. I think microchipping is quite smart. Um, Because same as a puppy, microchip them at birth and then it's sort of with you the whole time as long Mm -hmm. as there's a technology to let it, like for it to be able to survive in your body for that long. I'm just thinking about like things rust if it was like a literal metal microchip, which it wouldn't wouldn't be. be. But like, that's just what my brain thinks of. (laughs) It's actually like a full motherboard. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a computer. How to get abs 101. (laughs) So smart. I need this now. Um, no, I think I think it would be smart for the future. Obviously, AI probably like not so much like wouldn't be as helpful as like a microchip. I don't think, but yeah, I think it would be a very smart sort of route to take. And but I don't think if it was able to be done, it wouldn't be done for at least twenty years. Oh, bare minimum, really. I yeah. think it would be very much so down the track, and um, we'd have to think about what other technologies are being implemented first. I mean, they are bringing in the AI at the self-serve checkouts at some stage. I still don't really, like, fully understand AI, so, like, that's what worries me the most. Yeah, me too. Like, I think I I get the basics and that's it. Yeah, I really don't simple. Get what's behind it or anything like that. I'm also – I'm not really scared of it. Mm. I think that, like, the growth of technology in the future is really inevitable, so. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so the question for you guys this week is basically just what do you think about, you know, the use of facial detection or microchipping and if it has the potential to be implemented in the future? We would love to hear your feedback this week. Since you all put in a really poor effort last week. (laughs) And if only you could see my face right now. Very unimpressed. It's so disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, we did no, but we did seriously. We did have a little bit of feedback, but it'd be nice to hear like some more opinions on, like, on these topics and especially this one because I find this one quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, we really do love being praised, but we also love being challenged as well. So, oh yeah, that would if be you great. disagree, for sure, let us know. We want to hear that too, so then we can argue back. We love a sneaky argument. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, we hope you guys enjoyed this one, and we'll. I don't want to say we'll speak to you next time because that's not right. <laughs> we will speak at you next time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, so we hope you guys enjoyed that one and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah. See you. I really got you. We won't see you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, see you? It's fine. You're a dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>